Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, everyone. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Hey, y'all. That's us. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. What's up, everyone? That's Kevin. What's up, y'all? Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling your friends. Thanks for coming back yet again. We were supposed to have Jane Plank, a.k.a. Tammy Duncan, here. She asked to reschedule. She was kind of losing her voice. So, should be next week. So, get your quack questions in for her for next week. Use the hashtag, as usual. Today, we have a different topic. uh, Something that uh, Garrett Green, at Garrett Green, actually asked us a while ago on Twitter. Shout out. Yes, shout out. Tommy, what is our topic today? Well, uh, we're going to kick it old school. We're going to do a deep dive into one Dwayne. Yes. So, Whose last name I forgot? Robertson. Robertson. So, Dwayne, as you all should know, Texas kid on the team. We first meet him at the rendezvous between the old Ducks and the new Ducks in D2. And he says much later during the Ducks fly together speech that he's from Austin. Now, he's wearing a jersey that says Crockett. I looked up Crockett, Texas, and it's between Dallas and Houston. It's like three hours away from Austin. So, first question is where, I guess it's a two-part question, where's Dwayne from, and how does he really get into hockey here, uh, being in Texas? This is before the Stars, this is before hockey really made its move down south. Well, I think first off, um, you go back to when you first meet Dwayne, and he says, yeehaw, you guys, y'all ready to play some puck? And so I th- immediately get like a West Texas vibe from him, not like a Central Texas, because I think a lot of people know Austin. It's like, it's very, you know, liberal, and it's not like that, aw shucks, Texas feel. And ice doesn't even exist in South Texas. That's true. Um and so maybe maybe he like kind of drives or his parents drive him to Crockett to play for like uh maybe they're like the best like club hockey team in the state. Wait, how big is Crockett? It seems small. Sounds small. It does sound small, Crockett. <laughs> it's a, like a little dot on the map. I've never heard of Crockett. Not that I've heard of every city or town or whatever village in Texas, but. I've never heard of it. It wouldn't surprise me if Krakow was a village. Maybe it was just like an unusually cold winter there, and he just happened upon like a hockey stick and some skates like in somebody's attic and just started skating, you know, and and that's how he picked up his skills. Well, he could be like maybe he just kind of collects jerseys or sweaters, if you will, from all these like small Texas towns. It's like a... Like, you know, people who have like a, a jersey for like every NBA team, like really obscure ones. So it could be something like that. So like the the guy who wears like a like a Boise State baseball T-shirt or something, just something really strange. Shout out to whoever out there has a Boise State baseball <laughs> T-shirt. Um, 
There's probably some people in Idaho that have it. Yeah. But, Dwayne, I think the big question is really, how does this love of hockey start? Because I'm thinking maybe Canadian parents or something, but he has this, like, deep Texas accent. I don't think you get that if you have parents that are from the north. Maybe his, like, older brother, like, much older brother, married a Canadian girl. And he used to, like, spend his summers with them. Or I guess summers wouldn't really make any sense. Well, you'd, you'd want to get out of the heat. Yeah, uh, yeah. You'd want to get out of the heat I guess Texas. they still play hockey, I'm sure, in the summer. Um, so maybe something like that. Okay. And he's got this very big ability to pack Landel, or he's good at He's very good at it. I don't know how to say that. He's the best Tibbles has ever seen. Exactly. You mean for his age? No. No, I don't. Uh, I guess, how does that start? And does that have anything to do with him not being able to get on the ice? So does he stick handle around the house? How does he become this stick handling genius? I can imagine him living on like a big ranch. And so maybe there's not much to do. So he's just like outside, like in the dirt, basically. And he, like Kevin said, he found like a, like a stick and then he just kind of works with it nonstop. And so he doesn't really shoot into anything. You know, that's not really his thing. He's not shooting into the corn or whatever because he'd lose the puck. And so he's just like puck, puck handling, stick handling, if you will, like around the backyard. Maybe, and I might be completely speaking out of my ass here, um, but like say they owned a dairy farm. You know, there are machines and such that need to be turned on and, and worked, you know, to get the milk, I imagine. So maybe this, maybe it was a way for him to, <laughs> maybe it's a way for him to like cut down on his chore time. Like he was, he became such a good stick handler that he could like shoot a rock or whatever and turn whatever machine on and just be done with his chores in like 10 minutes as opposed to something that would take him a couple hours. I think along those same lines is, you know, it's a dairy farm, so there's lots of cows. He's like dribbling, I don't know what the term, but like stick handling between the cows. And so that's how he practices. And I bet you he tries to like incite little stampedes. And so that's why his reflexes do, are so hey, good. Do cows stampede? I'm sure they run around. Yeah. Do they? <laughs> yeah, they can get moving. I mean, they can move a little bit. Like if you have like 10 cows in a room and you're, if you're playing like a game, like don't touch a cow. Why would you have 10 cows in a room? No, like they're in the dairy farm thing. You know, they're all hooked uh, up. Like a they're stall. All in the pen. Like it's a, not like they're chilling in the living room. <laughs> I'm picturing 10 cows in this room right now. In the studio. And it's terrifying. In this huge studio yes. that we're in. We can definitely fit 10 cows in here. <laughs> if you want to chime in on how many cows you think we can fit in this room. <laughs> or if cows stampede. If anybody has like expert knowledge. And can I shed think, some light, please, I mean, please I think do. Cows, like cows, like they can move a little bit. Like in high school, we went cow tipping one time, or we attempted to go cow tipping. Whoa! We weren't big enough to really like, scare them, but there was an occasional burst of speed from some of them. So I think they could, like, if they got angry and they had to go and move. Had to go and move. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think that they could get going. So I think, yeah, maybe. Dwayne stick handling can incite a cow. I don't know if stampede is the right word, but All right, there, there's one. And before we get too, way too off topic, there's a, a Simpsons bit where Homer goes and scares a bunch of cows, and Mike's gonna put that in the show notes, that YouTube clip. So just look at that, and that probably answers what Dwayne might have been doing as a kid. Also, okay. I think Mike's gonna research whether or not cows stampede or not. So, well, I don't think the cows have a need to stampede because they're just in a farm. 
Like so, you're so you're saying at some point cows stampeded wild cows that were just like roaming, like I don't know, in Africa where there were like predators and stuff. If a bunch of lions came after them, they'd get moving. Yeah, think about like a wildebeest. Aren't those just kind of like meaner cows? Exactly. Are they? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. I'm not a biologist. Okay. Back well, on- that's the show for today. <laughs> Back on topic. Uh, we have not really got anywhere to like where we see Dwayne do anything at all. So he comes out first and they're like, hey, it's Hopalong Gretzky. He does his like stick handling moves. And how do you think the team takes to him? Does he fit in with the Ducks? Uh, I'm not sure because he probably comes off as... I don't want to say cocky, maybe like a little bit arrogant just because he is that great, you know, stick handler and he doesn't really pass it, um, but he's not, he doesn't seem mean, so it's probably hard to dislike him, like you know, like when they're hanging out in the dorms or whatever. I mean, I could see it simply as like a kind of Yankee Southerner type thing where they're like, who's this, you know, basically just outsider. Yeah, who's this redneck? Like to begin with, it's, it's like compounded by not only is he an outsider to the team, he's like really outside. Of, of what they're used to, you yeah. know what I mean? So I can definitely see that being a bit of an awkward transition. I think he wins above it pretty quickly, though. Yeah, yeah. So Goldberg, Mendoza, and Wu prank him with the shaving cream prank. Do you think that was, like, a malicious thing? Or do you think it was more, like, nah. good-natured? I think it's good-natured. I can imagine Dwayne going to bed and them all giving him shit for it. And then, like, he's out like a light, you know, snoring or something. And so that's when they just decide to mess with him. And I think he's a good sport about it. He drinks the warm milk because he grew up on a dairy farm. Exactly. <laughs> he plays better when he has warm milk. He's very superstitious, I think. Yeah. So he yells after they, like, after he wakes up and does a prank. But you think he realizes it and kind of laughs about it later? I think he says, like, oh, shucks, you guys got me good, like, the next day at breakfast. Okay. Now, major theme for Dwayne is his roping. So, training camp is the first time we really see the rope. Bombay gives it to him once they all come together. Does Dwayne bring this rope with him just all the time? Or is this something that Bombay gave to him? Where does the rope kind of come into his hockey playing? I think this might be another superstition of his where he like has to have the rope with him on, you know, these trips, you know, maybe because he had it when he was a kid and like, like his security blanket. Yeah. And he grew up on a ranch. And so like it was always in the back of his dad's truck or something. And so it's like, oh, I always play better with, you know, when the rope is nearby or something. So it just kind of became that thing. So he just started putting it in his hockey bag instinctively. And so maybe there's one time where they had to like, you know, get the truck out of the mud and he had to use the rope and so he just has it on him all, all the time or or um I, I might be i can't remember exactly the chronology here but maybe it he had the rope with him because he was planning to get them back for the prank and that he just happened to have the rope okay so he is given the rope at the training camp type deal before they go into the dorms and stuff. Like uh, that. Okay, so, never mind then. I mean, the rope is there. He might have maybe, the rope. Maybe he was planning to use it for pranks. Okay. So the rope stays obviously on the bench during the, the Iceland game. Yes, because he's superstitious. 
So okay, so that's because he's superstitious. Yeah, he about needs it? to have the rope there, and everyone's just like, okay. That's the only explanation. For yeah, that. like that's the only. They're not just like, hey, you got to put that away. Before Connie goes out for the shift, Charlie says, "Watch out, they're gunning for you." Does that put anything in Dwayne's mind to like bring the rope next to him? And is that why it's like right next to him, or is that just he always just sits right next to his rope? Spot every time he's got the he's got the rope next to him. I think it's always there, and I'm not sure. Do you think he's ever used it in a game before? Probably not. Maybe it was, like, his best friend growing up, like, died in some tragic accident. Like, some hockey accident. So he, like... No, no, I I think what happened was he died maybe in, like, a football accident. And his best friend also lived on a ranch, and he had the rope, whatever. And so he vowed to never, like, touch a football again. And so, but of course, he had to play a sport. So he picks up hockey because he finds a stick, and he keeps the rope by him almost as like That's never what happens in sports, though. It's always like, ooh, I'm going to, you know, in his honor, like, be the best player that I can be. It's never like, I'm never going to play that sport. It's always like... No, no, I mean, if he, he, like, gets hurt, like, badly, like, in a football accident, if you're, like, a seven-year-old kid and someone's, like, died on the field, you're probably, yeah, maybe I shouldn't play this. Yeah, if you're a pansy. (laughs) Well, yeah, because seven-year-olds are known for being, you know hard as shit i'm just saying <laughs> please please drop that <laughs> what <laughs> all right kevin's embarrassed about the last few minutes here on the pod because he just doesn't know what I, he's talking I'm, about. I'm feeling great about it <laughs> okay whatever does he have a thing for connie because he seems to protect connie there and where maybe no one else would have, or, or or maybe he wouldn't go out for anybody else but Connie to rope Sanderson. Does, is there, like, a connection there at all? I think we've kind of talked about this before, how he's just kind of chivalrous. He's just, yeah, he's just like a gentleman, a southern gentleman. Okay. Fair enough. Also, what does it say about the others that none of them stood up for her? Well, um, I think they were more concerned about the game and, like, staying... Yeah, they were, like, just more intelligent players. And and Portman's like, oh, next shift, I'm gonna go get that guy. Yeah. But, of course, Dwayne's like, no. I've got it. (laughs) I didn't bring this rope here for nothing. (laughs) Yeah. What kind of punishment do you think Dwayne gets for that? Because I feel like he's gotta be suspended from, like, international play. It might only be, like, a two-minute thing there, but after review, he's gotta be suspended or some sort. I mean, that... I dangerous. think there might be a big media campaign because they'll probably look at films like, look, he was defending a teammate. And if anything, Sanderson might get, you know, for like roughhousing too much. And so it might be just a slap on the wrist or maybe like, hey, you're suspended for the, like one period. Is is there any precedent either before this or since this um, of like a foreign object being used in any, I mean, well, I know um, it'd be tough to say any hockey setting. Happy Gilmore tried to kill someone with his, but skate that's once. his skate. That's not a foreign object. Mm, that's true. I mean, well, that's, I mean, that's part of the field of play. I mean, but if you fair take game. off your skate and try to stab someone, I, I think, think that's that fair cool. game. <laughs> you signed up for the sport. That <laughs> <laughs> you have swords attached to your feet. Yeah, like, I don't. I mean, I don't remember any incident. I can't recall any incident of a foreign object being used to like. If anyone out there knows of anything please share i mean probably the closest thing is sometimes coaches go on rampages and will like throw a chair or like the stick rack from behind the bench out onto the ice 
So uh, what happens the, to them? They get suspended probably? Yeah, I'm sure okay. they get fined and suspended. And I don't think they're trying to like hurt the referees. I think they're just trying to like make a show. What about yeah. when they throw the squids on the ice in uh, in Detroit? Oh, the octopus. Octopus. Yeah, I mean, that's more to celebrate the goals. Like, what if they were to hit one of the players? Would then would the fan get suspended? I think I think you're, well, you're not supposed to do it anyway. So I think they're you could you might get banned from the stadium. Yeah, you could be banned from the stadium just for throwing it. Hmm. I don't think you could do like they would do that in Detroit. But if you were like in a Red Wings fan in an opposing arena, you might get in trouble. Okay, but not sure how we got there. Neither how I, how I got there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were talking about the rope and stuff like talking about foreign objects and stuff like that. So we know bomb or sorry, we know Dwayne is a puck hog. At times, Kevin, you've been very critical yes. of him for this. But he also seems like a good guy. He seems like he has acclimated to the Ducks. There's there's this group that likes him. Seems to be hanging out with Wu and Goldberg a lot. So, does Bombay like Dwayne on the team? Uh, I, I, I think that's a good question. Um... I think Bombay sees the potential, um, and almost as uh, I don't know what's the what's the analogy about your prize stallion? Uh, you gotta break him in, yeah, something like that. So maybe he sees him as like that kind of player. Like he sees him as like this unreal talent that just has never really had coaching. Mm. So maybe he sees it as almost a project, but. Yeah, I, I could see. Also, this is kind of gets back to Dwayne probably being, you know, the best player. Definitely. I, I don't think youth hockey is huge in Texas, and here this kid is the best puck handler in the world, essentially. And so, <laughs> and so, I mean, clearly, like he needs coaching, like because he can probably just do whatever he wants mm-hmm. on on the ice in Texas. He's like the seven foot high school kid, the kid that's like seven feet tall playing basketball as a freshman that just dominates. Yeah. in you know. And then they get to the next level, and they're just not quite as good because mm-hmm. players actually have skill and are taller. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, all that makes sense, especially you get in these like non-traditional hockey markets, and if you're good, like Dwayne, he would definitely die. He's probably playing like a year or two up in his youth league, and then sure. Come, so yeah, he's probably got a lot of confidence there. Now he goes to Eden Hall with the team. He's very dumb. As evidenced by uh, the shrinking sphincter, and he doesn't understand, like... It's my favorite line in all three <laughs> movies. He doesn't understand when Dean Buckley tells the bus, basically, that their scholarships are gone. So, does he make it through Eden Hall with his limited knowledge? He's an athlete. Of course I, he does. I also think because he does have like the aw shucks mentality, like teachers will just give him a C. Like, oh, yeah. you know, he tries hard. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's a troublemaker, it seems. Mm-hmm. Although I could see them getting mad at him for wearing his hat all the time. Um, but that's obviously a minor offense. But I, I think he gets by and uh, maybe they have like an FFA program or something like that. Or like an like a, some kind of ag thing. Haven't we talked about that too? I feel like that rings a bell. What, Dwayne? Like the horses and... Oh yeah, he's a horse. Yeah, yeah so because they have an equestrian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We talked about that's that. And so he probably like you know helps look after the horse because he knows what he's doing, and you know he gets gets by that way. And I wonder if that's also a school where you can kind of specialize a little bit more, mm-hmm. so you're not having to take you know 
like biology, chemistry, physics, whatever. So you can kind of just pick your electives that way. And he's picking things more to his strengths. And obviously since he... He's there to play hockey, not play school. That's yeah. True. That's true. That's Classes true. are pointless. <laughs> Thank you, Cardell. Shout out to Cardell Jones. Yeah. If you want to come on the pod. Yeah, seriously. Mike would love to have I you. I would love to have you on the pod. Um, Back to Dwayne. Does he have motivation to continue playing hockey after Eden Hall? And what happens to him if not? He seems like he would be perfect if there was like a Harlem Globetrotters of hockey. Is there? Is, yeah. Is there? Not really. No. So maybe he starts one. Oh, I can like imagine that. him like starting like a like a trick shot like traveling team. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And even like you could mix in like some rodeo stuff with it. Absolutely. Him trying to start like a rodeo hockey, like a rodeo on ice thing. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'd watch the shit out of that. And he could get like some old ducks and some old players to do it. And like, they'd be like, oh, featuring this celebrity. You get Carp to be like the rodeo clown. (laughs) Oh, definitely. So just to recap, this is a like hockey street ball type trick show. That's also a rodeo. On ice. Yes. Yes. Interesting. I don't know if that's going to work. Well, Dwayne is not going to take What no do you mean answer. you don't know if it's going to work, <laughs> first of all? I don't know. The rodeo audience and the hockey audience seem to run it's, a different crowd. It's a whole new category. Okay, well, let's say he tries that and perhaps it doesn't work because of politics. It's always politics. <laughs> always politics. I could see him opening up like a like an academy or something like that. And like kind of te- like just teaching kids, or even if he was like a specialist, like um, oh maybe like know, a like, coach or something. Like, like, like they a... have like free throw coaches, like yeah, they, yeah. They, they aren't like a coach on a team. They just like contract basically. I could see I him could like see that. moving, you know, because in, in D two he says, I think you mean the Dallas Stars. I can see him moving to Dallas and you know just kind of working on a ranch because he likes it so much, and then like being a coach because he likes it so much, and just kind of being an aw shucks guy, and you know. Goes to the be- like the bar every night. Doesn't get rip roaring. Not really living a luxurious lifestyle, but you know he's kind of found his calling. Maybe so, he maybe he takes up rodeo commentating. Yeah, you know, maybe something I can like see that. that. I could definitely see that. It, yeah, so I I don't think he plays. I think he goes. He plays hockey in college, but he never sees it as a legitimate career path. Okay. Just because he doesn't like maybe like traveling all the time. He just wants to settle down. He's um for any uh, Friday night like. Friday Night Lights fans out there. It's kind of like Riggins. Like oh, maybe yeah. he tries to go, but he's like, this isn't for me. You know, and he just goes back to, you know, what he knows. Goes That's back to fair. Texas. Does he have any legit illegitimate kids, Kevin? I mean, probably. If he if he's in the traveling rodeo ice hockey circuit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they get all kinds of girls. Yeah. yeah. Man. Now, if, if that never got off the ground, if he's just, I could see him being like a one woman guy. And then marrying, like, like knocking up some girl and then marrying her right away. Oh. Yeah. And then they were just, like, miserable for the rest of their lives. I don't know about that. I mean. Sorry, that was dark. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not sure. I, I definitely see him as just, like, settling down early. And then just, you know, kind of being real happy and, like, an aw shucks kind of guy. Can you put an aw shucks counter in the notes aw for shucks. how many times right. Tommy said yeah. aw shucks? I'm going to have to listen closely. I'm going to have to listen back closely for the I think we're at two. (laughs) Well, I mean, we just said it like four times right there. You guys have said it more than me combined. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) 
No, say it. No, no. Okay. It's good. Was it inappropriate? No. Okay. Never mind then. Um. So not a bad ending for Dwayne here. Another, not like the greatest success story, unless his ice hockey slash rodeo really gets off the crown. Do you think maybe he like? He always kind of wanted to do that, and so he's saving money to do that. That's why he's like teaching. You know, he's like the specialist coach, and he's working at the ranch to save up money to do the the hockey rodeo thing, and that's like his ultimate dream. Yeah, I could see that because I could see him like pitching it to people and be like, but then it's always in the back of his mind, and he decides like one day when he's like thirty five, he decides to do it, and that's where D four kicks in. Yeah, <laughs> ice hockey rodeo. Love. Yeah. All right. What kind of events do you think they'd have at the ice hockey rodeo? I mean, you could do pretty much all of them other than, like, bronco riding. Well, like, yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to see how the animals would react to, to Well, rodeo. you could do, like, instead of traditional rodeo, rodeo animals, you could do, like, sea lions and shit. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Because you, could, you couldn't put, like, a cow on the but, ice. I mean, yeah. you could. <laughs> break its legs. And <laughs> I, could, I could see Dwayne trying to use traditional animals and it, like, going horribly. You'd have to pivot. Yes, so like... <laughs> shoot 40 horses the first night but then he does get like some like penguins and stuff or maybe some like husky dogs a walrus yeah it like a walrus i mean if you switch the animals i think those could work like i would go just for the novel wait that's what sold you oh yeah like i was like how are these cows and these these hogs like what, you what if you put skates on those yeah i bet you you could probably put you can't skate how do you know have you ever tried <laughs> no to make a i cow have skate? not tried to make a hog skate but i don't I don't see it happening. I could see a hog skating easier than a cow because <laughs> it has little legs. Yeah. Cow would be tough because its center of gravity would be very weird. Aren't pigs also pretty smart? Like, <laughs> <laughs> So maybe that's one of the main events, like see the ice skating pig. All right. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I can see it now. Like there's a poster like, see Linda, the amazing ice skating pig. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a big draw. I'd go see that. If you can teach a pig to skate, I will watch it. Um, all right, anything else on Dwayne before we get to the quiet question? No, but I'm I'm really glad we had this talk. <laughs> yeah, it kind of got out there, but it worked. So, Kevin, give us the quiet question. All right, so uh, our, uh, our, our now good friend Donald Cooper has... Um, Redeemed himself. Remind the people who Donald Donald Cooper is. Uh, Yeah, shout out to Donald Cooper, first of all. Um, He sent us an email a while back. I can't remember which episode uh, we read it. Um, Basically, he'd, you know, listened to all the pods and uh, had some some nice things to say. Actually, no, mostly not so nice things to say, (laughs) but he still was a big fan. It was kind of a confusing email, but Donald uh, redeemed himself. and uh, he said some nice things. We won't bore you with the details. Um, mostly it was just about how great we are. Um, but he also slipped a quack question in there. So we figured we would, we would reward his penance um, <laughs> with, with a quack question. So Donald asks, why do, why do you think the Ducks were the only team with girls? Which is a good question. Very I've good question. I've thought about this. And I think they were originally D5. And D5 was terrible. I think maybe the other coaches funneled the girls that wanted to play to D5. Mm. And then they just kind of stuck with D5. And they just always had girls because they were D5 and they sucked. And as they got good, they just never saw the need to change because 
they were it's just always been a part of them do do you think uh do you think the other coaches were like kicking themselves i mean afterward for kind of you know basically shuffling these girls off their roster um maybe like i don't know if like connie's really gonna be like a huge difference on any team like she's good but she's not like a standout like superstar player so i don't know i think the other coaches just didn't want to deal with everything that comes with like with like having a girl on the team in terms of like boys like making fun of her and things like that so i think they just uh were just like nah well i can definitely see you know coach riley not wanting any girl on his team ever yeah um he seems like a very old school and like i i think a lot of people would see it as him being like a real cutthroat coach. So if I just want to play for fun, like I'm going to go play for like, like in a girls league or I'm going to go play for like the Cardinals or something. Mm-hmm. But then like, I bet you there's this, this, just a stigma in this league where it's like, you know, girls, they don't really play unless it's for district five. And then they see how bad district five is. It was like, well, I'm just not going to play then. So. I can see that. Maybe Bombay is just a super progressive coach. Well, Bombay inherited the girls so do you think maybe that every other coach is just really sexist and they just bench them all that could be it too i think that part of it is they're they're sexist and also i mean like connie is like clearly better than half the players in the team if you put her on the hot she's not better yeah so yeah and i think i think they're sexist and or maybe like connie's like hey mom and dad we should go move in like district five territory so i can play in this team like, if I want to play, and the only time I'm going to see ice time is if I'm playing for this shit team. Yeah, so I think I think the other coaches just wouldn't play the girls. So if the girls wanted to play, they had to go to the Ducks. And the Ducks weren't good enough to say no. And it really turned out for the best in the end. There was only one girl on the team to begin with. I mean, obviously Tammy joins later. Yeah. but So it's not like there were like five girls or something who wanted to play. So maybe there's just like... There probably is like a, a girls league too, mm-hmm. and then maybe it's just too far and kind. Like maybe District Five actually doesn't have a girls team. Maybe there's like a Lady Hawks and there's like mm-hmm. a Lady Cardinals. I bet you that actually. Might, there's no like Lady District Five. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and then you go to D two and you get Julia the Cat, and I just think she was marketable for Tibbles. Oh yeah, and she was good. She was better than she Colby, was ready. So, yeah, she was ready to play. So yeah. All so right. I, I think what it is is every other team had like a like a female counterpart. There were the Lady Hawks, the Lady Cardinals, Lady, whatever. Uh, but District Five did not have one, and so any girl that wanted to play could just go play for District Five. Fair enough. So I think that's why. So good question. Thanks, Donald. Thanks, Donald. If you want to give your quack question or ask your quack question, I should say at Quack Tech Pod on Twitter. Get those questions in for Jane playing. She should be next week. And we'll ask her about why there weren't very many girls in the team. Yeah. Or if she's ever seen cows stampede. <laughs> yeah, and whether pigs are smart. Uh, <laughs> other than uh, that, thequacktech.com. You can contact us there. Uh, Facebook.com slash quacktechpod. And go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Ask your questions for farm animal expert Tommy. He will tell you which animals are smart and which are dumb. And which can stampede. Yes. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. Quack, quack.